Welcome to Psych Talk. I am your host, Jessica Lee, a licensed clinical psychologist and self-growth coach for women in helping professions. It is my mission to motivate, inspire, and educate you on everything psychology and self-growth. Whether you are a mental health professional or student in the social science field, are interested in psychology and mindset shifts, or are just interested in gaining skills and knowledge to grow into the best version of yourself, this podcast is for you. My hope is to provide you with knowledge and skills that you can implement in your daily life that add up to make a big impact. So let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Psych Talk. I'm so excited that you're here for today's episode. Today, I am going to be talking about boundaries and boundary setting. So many people make New Year's resolutions each year, um, but for the past couple of years, instead of making a New Year's resolution, I have chosen a word for the year. And this year, my word was boundaries. So in 2019, when I was going through a lot of change, I realized one area of my life I really needed to work on was boundary setting. This was in my personal relationships, at work, on social media, and with myself. One thing I realized, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is that my lack of boundaries in different areas of my life left me feeling burnt out. I would give to others and not give to myself. I would take on extra tasks at work and find myself working many hours more than necessary because I couldn't say no. I found myself saying I didn't have time for fun activities or things that I enjoyed, but then I spent hours scrolling on social media. So I really wanted my word for this year to be boundaries. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about in today's episode is what healthy boundaries look like, how to set boundaries, and um, specifically how to set boundaries in different areas of our lives. But before we jump into that, I did want to make a quick announcement. So my six-week group coaching course, Mind Over Matter, relaunched last Monday, May 25th, if you are listening to this in real time. However, I decided to make this course available for anyone who wants to take it, but maybe missed out on joining the live group coaching or did not want to do the group coaching aspect. So you get all the trainings, the modules, the PDF files, and the journal prompts, as well as a welcome video at a significantly discounted price. You have access to everything you need to work through this course at your own pace and have lifetime access once you purchase it. So if you are interested, I will put the link in my show notes. So now back to boundaries. So first, I just want to talk about boundaries in general and why it's important to set boundaries. So setting boundaries is necessary for our overall mental health and well-being. Boundaries are also important in establishing our identity and identifying our limits. So boundaries can be physical or emotional, healthy or unhealthy, loose or rigid. Ultimately, we should all strive for healthy boundaries across all aspects of our lives. We should also all know when boundaries can be flexible and when they have to be rigid. So first I wanna talk about healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries are any boundaries we set to make sure that our mental and emotional health is stable and protected. Healthy boundaries help us establish our identity because they help us define who we are 
and what we will and will not hold ourselves responsible for. Setting healthy boundaries can help people make decisions on what is best for them, not just decisions on what is best for those around them. It can increase overall life satisfaction, increase productivity at work, and increase our overall engagement in self-care. Healthy boundaries look different for everyone, and I'm going to emphasize that a lot throughout this podcast episode. So it is important that you do your own reflection and determine the areas of your life which you need to set healthier boundaries and what those boundaries would look like for you. And don't worry, I'll talk about this more thoroughly at the end of this episode. So I just talked about what healthy boundaries are, which brings me to what unhealthy boundaries are and why it is not a good thing to have unhealthy boundaries. So if we lack boundaries we may indicate, or it may indicate, that we do not have a strong identity or that we're enmeshed with someone else. And regardless of why we may lack boundaries, poor boundaries can lead to poor mental health outcomes, it can lead to being used, increased stress, and depending on the area which we lack boundaries, it may put us in actual danger. Poor boundaries with other people can lead to resentment, anger, and burnout. And lacking healthy boundaries can negatively affect all aspects of someone's life. So I just really talked about lacking boundaries, but on the other end of the pendulum, having too rigid of boundaries can also negatively impact our mental health and overall well-being. And if we think about rigid boundaries in relationships, if we're too rigid and we're not opening up to people, we might be pushing people away. We may unintentionally isolate ourselves because our boundaries are so rigid. So therefore, you have to have a nice balance and know when you can be more flexible and when you have to be more rigid. I want to emphasize that setting boundaries can be hard. Setting boundaries means communicating effectively, which to some people may feel like confrontation, which is difficult for many of us. I have been one I always have said, I don't like confrontation. And I have had to learn over the years that setting boundaries and communicating difficult things is different from being confrontational. Along with communicating our boundaries, we may not know how to effectively communicate our boundaries, which can cause a lot of stress because if we think we're communicating our boundaries effectively, but we're not, the person on the receiving end of the boundaries may not fully understand and then unintentionally cross them. We may be scared to set boundaries because we fear being rejected, abandoned, or at minimum faced with resistance. We may have difficulty setting boundaries because boundaries were never modeled to us as children, so we lack awareness of what we want and what we need in relationships or at work. Many of us also prioritize the needs of others rather than ourselves, and this makes it hard to set boundaries because boundaries innately serve us. So we may feel guilty setting boundaries because we're not used to putting ourselves first. And lastly, we may feel like we don't deserve to set boundaries because we lack self-esteem or feelings of self-worth. So I'm not going to minimize the fact that it is difficult, but I hope anybody listening recognizes how important it is to set boundaries and that the benefits of setting boundaries outweigh the discomfort that comes with setting them. 
So now I'm going to go into talking about boundaries and boundary setting in different areas of our lives. So first we're going to talk about boundaries in relationships because I think a lot of times this is where we often think about boundary setting. We think about boundaries with other people, even though there's so many other aspects that we need to set boundaries. But boundaries in relationships, and these can be platonic or romantic relationships, can be the difference between a healthy, happy relationship and a toxic, dysfunctional relationship. So on the one hand, lack of boundaries can lead to enmeshment. So taking on the other person's feelings or problems as your own, or may lead one person to feel like they have no privacy in the relationship because there's absolutely no boundaries. On the other hand, like I mentioned earlier, um, too rigid of boundaries can actually push people away because one person may feel like they're opening up and then the other person is not opening up or they're so closed off that um, you can't get to know the other person and ultimately that pushes them away. So in any relationship, it is important to know what your boundaries are, communicate those boundaries, and respect the boundaries that the other person sets. So some examples of boundary setting in relationships, and like I said earlier, boundaries are individual to every single person. So these are just broad examples, and as you're listening to this, I hope you're thinking about maybe specific relationships or areas of your life where you need to set boundaries, and this is just to get your mind stimulated. So some examples of boundary setting in relationships. Please do not touch me that way. Um, I know you are stressed right now. However, I'm also feeling overwhelmed, and know I am unable to show up for you right now in the way that you need me. If you're going to speak to me in that manner, I'm going to have to remove myself from the conversation. Or I would appreciate if you did not talk about X, insert any topic here. So those were physical boundaries as well as emotional boundaries. The next area I'm going to talk about is boundaries with ourselves. So like I mentioned, we usually think of boundaries in the context of setting them with others. However, setting boundaries with ourselves are just as important. So boundaries with ourselves will look different for everyone, and it really depends on what areas of your life you feel like you need to set boundaries with yourself. So some examples of boundaries with yourself may be listening to your body when it needs rest and respecting that. So the boundary is, I'm going to listen to myself and actually allow myself to have that rest. Um, Boundaries may look like allowing yourself to feel and express uncomfortable emotions, Um, If you've listened to my mindful awareness episode, you know um, what it means to approach your emotions with a mindful awareness. And usually people are very rigid and suppress them. So that's a very rigid boundary, telling yourself you're not allowed to feel, and that's an unhealthy boundary. So a healthy boundary would be saying to yourself, "I'm I'm allowing myself to feel and express these uncomfortable emotions. Another example may be setting um, time apart from your phone so that you're able to focus on the present moment. So whether it's you're going on a walk and you leave your phone at home or you leave your phone upstairs while you're doing something downstairs so that you're not easily distracted. Um, And another example is just letting go of things in your life that no longer serve you. Whether it's relationships, material items, whatever it may be, setting that boundary in the sense of you know what, this is not serving a purpose in my life anymore, so I am going to get rid of it. That's the boundary setting. 
And I'm a full believer that once you get rid of things, other it allows space for other things to come into your life. So the next area I'm going to talk about is boundaries at work. So healthy boundaries at work can increase feelings of fulfillment and less stress in your professional life. I have actually created a free boundary setting guide for helping professionals on my website. I will put a link to grab it in the show notes if you are interested. Um, so I go into much more detail in that guide than I will do on this podcast episode. So if work is an area that you feel like you need to set more boundaries, whether you're in a helping profession or not, I encourage you to download it. It's absolutely free. But briefly, here are some tips on boundary setting in the workplace. So first of all, know your job requirements and know what is outside your scope of skill. And that may seem silly, but it is amazing how many times in the work environment we are asked to do things that are outside of our job requirement or outside of our scope of skill, yet we feel like we need to do them. So when you're asked to do something outside of your job description, it's important that you decide what you are willing to do and where you need to set boundaries. So two things I think that are important to consider are, one, do I have the skills for this? And two, do I have the time for this? Because if you're asked to do something outside of your scope of skills, that is a necessary area to set a boundary. So you effectively communicate that it is something outside of your scope of skills so that you will not be able to do it. And the same with, do I have the time to do this? If you have the time to do this and it's something that you actually would want to do and you have the skill set to do it, that's great. You don't need to set a boundary, but if you're already overwhelmed with work and don't have the time, it's okay to say, no, I don't have the time to do that, but thank you for thinking of me. Which means leads me to my next point of being okay with saying no. So regardless of what is asked of you, if it is something that is requiring you to go above and beyond something that you don't want to do, and it's not necessarily required of you to do so, or something that you don't have the skills for, it's okay to say no. Saying no does not make you a mean or bad person. It is simply setting a firm boundary that will be beneficial to your mental and emotional health. I want to emphasize I'm not saying never go above and beyond um, because usually going above and beyond is what helps us move forward in our careers. But don't go above and beyond to the point that it burns you out or you're asked or required to do something that is outside of the scope of skills and knowledge that you already have and could be more detrimental than beneficial. Next, setting a work-life balance. And this is something I have had to really practice um, here recently, especially coming out of grad school where like there literally was no work-life balance and then going on to internship where I had a little bit more, but then fellowship and then finally my job. Um, it's, a, it's a different world when you're no longer in grad school. So some ways to set work-life balance, minimizing the amount of work you take home if you work outside the home or setting work hours if you do work in the home, not checking your email or work phone at home, scheduling social events during the week so that you are required to leave work at a certain time. So if you get off at five and set um, going out for dinner and drinks with friends once the quarantine is over, say at six, so that you have to leave work to meet your friends. And use your vacation days. This is something that I used to pride myself on not doing, saving up my PTO. Um, But it is so important to use your uh, vacation days, PTO, whatever your office uses. Um, And then lastly, set boundaries with both colleagues and the population you serve. This podcast is called Psych Talk. 
So there's a lot of people probably listening that are in psychology or other helping professions. So it's important not only to set boundaries in the work environment with colleagues, supervisors, bosses, but also your clients. The next thing I want to talk about is boundaries with controversial topics. So this actually came to me because I got a message on Instagram the other day from someone seeking out advice on how to set boundaries with a friend regarding their different religious beliefs. I won't go into too much detail because it's not my story to tell, but it made me think about the difficulty we as humans have with setting boundaries, particularly with family and friends, those that are closest to us, on topics that are considered more controversial in the sense that there could be strong differing opinions. So things like religion, politics, abortion, gun control, vaccine, just to name a few. So first, lay the groundwork of what you do and do not feel comfortable about. Like think about the topics in your life that could be considered controversial that you feel comfortable talking about and don't feel comfortable talking about. And this could be in general or, you know, with certain people, like I said, boundaries are flexible. They change, they're individualized. So for example, if you know that you and your family have very different political views and you don't want to get into a political debate over a holiday dinner, saying something such as, we have differing views on politics, and I would prefer if we did not discuss politics over dinner. Before the dinner even starts, that's laying the groundwork. You can enter whatever topic makes you feel uncomfortable, as well as whatever situation. That was just an example. Um, you know, it could be over dinner, or you can say, like, I prefer we don't talk about this because it usually ends up in an argument, and I really value our relationship, and I don't want us to spend time arguing. So once you have laid that groundwork, if somebody brings up the topic, you have politely set a boundary about, follow up with something along the lines of, I have requested that we don't discuss this topic, so I prefer if we could discuss something else. And then maybe suggest a topic. However, if it persists, it is absolutely fine to say something along the lines of, I have expressed to you before that I do not want to talk about this, yet you keep bringing it up. To me, that is saying that you are not respecting my boundaries. I value our relationship, but I need you to respect my boundaries with this. If you continue to violate my boundaries, I will have to remove myself from the conversation. It is absolutely fine to remove yourself from a conversation that makes you uncomfortable or violates your boundaries that you have already established. When you set the groundwork for what your boundaries are and communicate them clearly and someone continues to violate them, it is because your boundaries are not serving that person. Ultimately, when someone consistently violates your boundaries, it is going to negatively impact your relationship, but that is on them because they have chosen not to respect them. On the opposite side of the pendulum, there are also boundaries regarding controversial topics that do not involve avoiding the discussion, but rather advocating for it. So for example, you may set the boundary that if someone is communicating misinformation, that you are going to speak up and educate the person on the topic, or if someone is making a comment that is harmful or hurtful, you're going to speak up and advocate. So like one thing I think about with this is regard to the LGBTQ plus community. So I work with a lot of LGBTQ plus youth and living in the South, which is more conservative, 
Unfortunately, there are many people that have wildly inaccurate views and understanding of sexual orientation and gender identity. Therefore, one boundary I have for myself is that when misinformation, bias, stigma, hate, whatever it may be, comes up in conversation, I make it a point to speak up rather than keeping my mouth shut. So my boundary there is I will advocate for the LGBTQ plus community when someone makes inaccurate or hurtful comments. So I challenge you to think about the more controversial topics that may come up in your life in relationships and conversations with other people and determine what, if any, boundaries need to be set. Because if you predetermine those boundaries and clearly express them to other people, you have laid that foundation. So the last area I'm going to briefly talk about um, with boundary setting is with social media. So in the world we live in, it's also important to consider and set boundaries with social media. Poor boundaries with social media can make us feel just as, if not worse than, poor boundaries with people in our real life. It is important for you to do an inventory of your social media and determine where boundaries need to be set. But once again, everybody is individualized, but I will provide a few suggestions to get your mind thinking. So unfollow any accounts that make you compare yourself to others or make you feel bad in some way. Allow yourself to decide who follows you and who you friend on social media. Just because you get a friend request doesn't mean you have to accept it. Limit your screen time. So this is something I do. I physically put my phone in a different room so that I'm not always on my phone. I'm not always scrolling on social media. You can also actually set limits on your phone, at least on the iPhone, so that you're minimizing your screen time. For those of you listening that you know have your own business and maybe get a lot of uh, direct messages on Instagram, you know set boundaries that you don't need to respond to it right away. You can get to it when you want to and have time to. So I've talked about different areas in our life to set boundaries. So now I'm going to talk about how to set boundaries. So the first step is to do an inventory of the aspects of your life where boundaries are necessary and determine which areas you have healthy boundaries and which areas you need to set more boundaries. Once you have determined what areas you need to set boundaries in your life, determine what you would like those boundaries to look like. Then you need to communicate your boundaries effectively. If we do not communicate our boundaries effectively, we cannot assume people know or understand our boundaries. And this sets us up for potential boundary violations that are not intentional on the other person's part. So depending on the situation, saying no may be enough. But sometimes you may need to use more language. So I already gave some examples when I was going through the different areas of um, boundaries, whether it's in relationships with other people or around controversial topics. But one way to set boundaries is using I statements. So it's I feel insert emotion, when, insert situation, because, insert why it makes you feel this way, and what I need is, and then expressing to the person what you need. So an example, I feel hurt when you speak to me like that because the tone you are communicating in scares me. What I need is for us to communicate in a calm manner. By using I statements, you're putting it on you rather than blaming the person. Know that boundaries will be individual to you as well as the context. 
So boundaries with one person may look very different than boundaries with the next person in your life. Boundaries will also change over time. I also want you to remember that due to boundaries being individualized, people in your life may have very different boundaries than yourself, and that's okay. Throughout this episode, I have mainly been talking about boundary setting for yourself, but remember that if you expect people in your life to respect your boundaries, you need to respect theirs. You do not have to agree with somebody's boundaries to respect them. If someone continually disrespects your boundaries, or on the other hand, if you're continually disrespecting somebody else's boundary, um, ensure there are clear consequences. So make sure you have clear consequences in mind if person A continuously disrespects your boundaries. This might be removing yourself from the situation, cutting that person off. If it's at work, reporting it to HR, depending on the context. So know in your mind what the consequences would be and communicate that with the other person. Even with boundary setting with yourself, you can implement consequences. So, you know, if I aimlessly scroll on social media for an hour today when I told myself I would get X, Y, or Z done tomorrow, my phone is going to be turned off and in my room until I get everything done. So some takeaways for today. Boundaries are individual to the person in context. Boundaries will change over time. You do not have to agree with someone's boundary to respect it. Healthy boundaries have clear consequences if they are not respected. And people will resist or cross boundaries that do not serve them. So if someone does not respect your boundaries, that is someone you do not need in your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember, if you missed out on the group coaching course, Mind Over Matter, but want to work through it on your own, it is officially available on my website for purchase. I will put a link in the show notes. Also, don't forget to download my free boundary setting guide for helping professionals to learn more about boundaries in the workplace. And I can't wait for you all to join me for next week's episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Psych Talk. I hope you found so much value. If you loved what you heard or gained some knowledge, I would love for you to take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at Jessica Lee PhD. Additionally, I would be honored if you leave a review and five-star rating so I can continue to help this podcast grow. If you are not already, follow me on Instagram and join my Facebook community, Grow Through What You Go Through. Thank you for joining me today, and I cannot wait for you to join me during the next episode. Remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and you are braver than you know.